Married couples need to save more in retirement. If you're married, you have the additional challenge of trying to plan for retirement with two people who have two potentially very different views on what that retirement plan should look like. So we're going to talk about some strategies for that in this episode. The real question, before we talk about maximizing our savings for retirement, is how much do we need to save in retirement? We're going to cover exactly how much you need to save and by what age. And once we know that, then we're going to talk about five very simple, very easy to implement strategies that married couples can use to increase their savings this year. Hello and welcome. Danette here. Thank you for joining me on the Ready to Retire podcast. If you're thinking about retiring and want to learn more about personal finance, then you're in the right place. Let's start by talking about this study that was released recently by T. Rowe Price. They released a report on benchmarking how much you need to save by what age. They did it for single individuals as well as married couples. Today, we're going to talk about married couples. This is one of the first studies of its kind that I've seen And I thought the numbers were absolutely dead on. I think this is really accurate and a really, really great way to think about how much you should save. When clients come to me for the first time, that is the first question. Have I saved enough? In the study, they said, if you're age 55, you should have five times your annual income saved. And by age 65, you should have eight and a half times your annual income. Let's say you and your spouse make $200,000 a year. By age 55, they recommend five times that number. So that's $1 million. By age 65, they're suggesting eight and a half times annual income. That would be $1.7 million. So this is a really great starting point for calculating how much you need to save to retire. The next step you want to take is to figure out where you're at. Make a statement of net worth. You can do that by just getting a piece of paper and writing out all of your assets and all of your liabilities and adding it up. You can go a little more advanced and put it into like an Excel spreadsheet or some of the online programs like Quicken have tools that you can use. The other new thing that's available now that is very easy to use is account aggregation. We have that available for all of our clients. And even if you're just in our membership program, you can go online and link all of your accounts into an account aggregation. It's wonderful because it's updated automatically. Once you enter in your username and password, it screens all the data for you. It's not a perfect system, but it's definitely getting better. The next thing you want to do is make a list of your spending. How much is your outflow every month? You can do that by downloading information. 
I had a new client come in and we had them do this exercise in preparation for our next meeting. And she gave me the spreadsheet that she made and said, Danette, this was eye-opening. I cannot believe how much we were spending in certain categories. She goes, I really had no idea. I hadn't done this in a really long time. If you haven't looked at your spending lately, now would be a really great time to do that. If you'd like some help putting these numbers together, we created a free workbook. It's called The Three Steps to Planning an Epic Retirement. I'll put a link in the description below, and you're welcome to download the free copy to help you with putting all these numbers together. Now that you know how much you need, how much you have, and how much your spending is, now it's time to look at the strategies that we can implement to maximize your savings for retirement in 2024. The first thing I want you to look at is your 401k and IRA contributions. At the beginning of last year, the SECURE Act 2.0 legislation was passed. And what that means for us is lots of increases to retirement plan savings. Contributing to a 401k and an IRA is an easy way to boost that savings. If you're under 50, you can now contribute up to $23,000 for your 401k and $7,000 for an IRA. If you're over 50 with the catch-up contribution, it's $30,000 for a 401k and $8,000 in your IRA. This is a really easy strategy to help boost your retirement savings by maximizing the amount that you're contributing to these plans. If you're a married couple, you each get to contribute the maximum amount, so doubling the amount that is able to be saved in retirement. The next strategy is to pay yourself first. This is classic mom advice. This is what my mom told me to do is always pay yourself first. When I was first starting out, I had all of my money going into savings and 401ks. So when I had my net paycheck, I knew I could spend every dollar in the net paycheck because I was paying myself first. It's so easy to set up electronic payments, automatic transfers from a checking account to a savings account that it's just so simple these days. And if you are already putting $100 a month into an account, now raise it once a quarter to $200 and then $300. You can set a reminder on the computer to increase these amounts. And if you just do it incrementally, it gets to be into a habit and it becomes automatic and you don't even realize that you're doing it. The same thing goes when you have found money or like an inheritance or just an unexpected uh, windfall. Make sure that you're putting a portion of that into savings. It's real common for someone to get a large sum and spend it all, you know, it goes out the door as fast as it comes in. 
So make sure you're paying yourself first. The third strategy I want to talk about is paying off those high interest rate credit card debts. If you have multiple credit cards, then you're not paying off the balance every month. I had a friend years ago, he called me up and he was in Mexico with his wife and his two kids. And he said that was when he found out that their credit cards were maxed out. They had $70,000 in credit card debt. He had lost his job, but their spending stayed the same. And we've all come out of the pandemic and potentially we had adjustments to our income. Potentially, we had to use credit card spending during that time to help us get through. So if you have some high credit card spending still on the books, then I want you to take my Aunt Janice's advice and start by paying off the smallest balance account first. Theoretically, we should pay off the one with the highest interest rate, but I want you to start concentrating on paying off the lowest balance first. Once that's done, then you can take that money and apply it towards the next highest balance and so on until you ultimately get that paid off. This is another real crucial point for married couples because you can have different ideas of what the spending is. Like I said, my friend did not realize that they were using credit card balances to supplement their living after he had lost his job. Having communication with your significant other is so important, especially when it comes to credit card spending. The next strategy is our spending on cars. Cars are absolutely blowing up budgets right now. Cars, new cars in particular, are so expensive. It seems like it's particularly hard for younger, high-income earning couples who are making these huge, huge car payments. I was referred to a couple by their parents, and it turned out that they were each paying $900 a month on a car payment. Husband and wife, two cars, and two very high payments, and they thought that they didn't really have a choice, that this is just the way it was, that the income had to go. This is a real big problem in a lot of budgets, especially for married couples when you need more than one vehicle. Cars are so expensive right now. I want to share with you a strategy that a friend of mine did that I was so impressed with and it was so successful. They bought a new car and they got offered 0% interest financing. The payments were about $700 a month. They opened up a savings account and they had automatically $1,000 a month go from their checking into their savings. And then the car payment came out of the savings. When the car was paid off, they kept the $1,000 a month going into the savings account because they were so used to it. Now, years go by and they have now accumulated a lot of money in this savings account because they did this strategy. And when it came time to 
either buy a new car or repair or fix the car that they were driving, they actually decided that it was less expensive to fix the car. They could have easily done either one. So I thought that was a brilliant strategy. I loved that idea. And if I ever have a car payment again, I'm going to do that too. Tip number five is about IRAs. And I want to talk about two things here. First is something called a spousal IRA. If you're married and only one spouse is working, then you can do something called a spousal IRA. Now, your income has to be higher than the amount you put in, but your spouse does not have to be working to take advantage of a spousal IRA. And it goes back to the same limits. So $7,000 if you're under age 50 and $8,000 if you're over age 50. The other IRA strategy I want you to consider is a Roth IRA. One of the great benefits of a Roth IRA is that all the gains are tax-free. So as you put the money into the Roth, it grows tax-free. Depending on your age and how much you contribute, this can be a substantial number, especially when it comes time to withdrawing funds in retirement. One of the problems that we have when we take out money from our IRAs and our 401ks in retirement is that they're really heavily taxed. And sometimes if you want to make a large purchase, let's say you want to buy a car or put a down payment on a house in retirement, then you have to take all that money out of an IRA. That can create a huge tax burden by putting some or portion of your money towards a Roth IRA or even a Roth 401k, all the money gets taxed currently, but it gets returned to you tax-free. So that is a great strategy to use. I hope you found those five tips helpful to maximizing your retirement savings in 2024. Just a reminder, I put a link to our workbook Three Steps to Planning and Epic Retirement in the description. If you enjoyed this episode, please give us a thumbs up. And thank you for listening. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. And I'll see you in the next episode.